Social media has been a blessing in many ways, from allowing us to be closer with distant relatives and friends to rallying important causes worldwide. But more and more often, we are seeing cracks in the system that make us wonder if we should take a step back. In this week's Rewind Special, we've brought together a collection of our social media-focused topics that had us questioning how much of ourselves we should pour into social media. In these episodes, we'll also hear from our guest hosts, Hillary Berkey and Deidre Coker. Are you ready? It's time to wake up. It's a new day. Yes, it is. The Back Row Morning Show. The Back Row Baptist Podcast. The Morning Side Hug. The Back Row with Matt and Mo. He's Matt. I'm Mo. <laughs> We're just like, hey, we got microphones. You're tuned in to the Back Row Rewind. The best of Matt and Mo. participate in this Facebook challenge where you jump back 10 years or so and saw what you look like back when the early days of Facebook opposed to now and see how hard aging hit you quote unquote I did yeah and your comment was incredibly <laughs> offensive to me <laughs> I don't see how incredibly offensive. I don't see how it was rude. I said, you look better now than you did then. <laughs> you said I look very 90s back then. You really did. <laughs> you really did. It, that was incredibly offensive. <laughs> you all shiny. Your hair was short and straight. It was really weird. <laughs> it was super short and straight. And like yellow blonde. Yeah. Yellow blonde. Yeah. And I was fake tan. <laughs> that might have been why it was really, yeah. Just something was really off <laughs> about that picture. Fake tan. Uh, yep. I looked about the same, except I was roughly 100 pounds thinner at the time. Okay, but it doesn't show. I'll say that. As much it, or at all. It really doesn't. Because I, I, I noticed. Well, and we are always our toughest critic, sure. yeah. especially when it comes to weight. And I think that, I like I Chris and I both looked at it. and We were like, literally exactly the same. <laughs> and it was even eleven years difference. Except your glasses were different, right? They were. That's the what rimless, Chris said. The Chris, frameless ones. Chris was like, he looks exactly the same, except his glasses. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. Why? What, what you going to tell me about this thing? <laughs> well, you don't care because you don't care about your privacy. You've already said this. You don't care if Facebook's snooping on you. You don't care. It's if... going to happen regardless. <laughs> I mean, we the whole fishing thing, you can say one thing. Like, you can whisper it in bed to your spouse. And the next day, it's going to be an ad, ad on Facebook. <laughs> so... 
Oh, man. Well, this simple meme game that's been taking over your social media feeds, the 10-year challenge, might not be so simple. Uh, Facebook on Wednesday distanced itself from the 10-year challenge after an article set off speculation that the social media giant could be secretly mining data from the photos to improve its facial recognition algorithms. This is a scenario that those who have studied social media companies don't rule out, despite Facebook's denials. This comes from CBS News, says the photo challenge gives Facebook a perfect storm for machine learning, said Amy Webb, a professor at NYU Stern School of Business, with an upcoming book about how artificial intelligence can manipulate humans. <clears throat> so basically, it's given them a, an opportunity, Facebook an opportunity to train their systems to better recognize small changes in users' appearances. And so if they are given two photos and told that that's the same person, then they can determine how that person is going to continue to age, can determine how other people that look similar will age themselves. Okay, what's the benefit of this? Like, what are they going to do? Thank you. It's nefarious. Because everything else, like, (coughs) whatevs. What's the benefit of it? How are they going to use this against me, Matt? All right. Speculation about the meme's ulterior motive flared up after Wired writer Kate O'Neill published an op ed suggesting it wasn't just harmless fun, pointing out that, uh, let's see. I just told you that, trying to capture how people look, how they age. She warned off fraught consequences that could come from the data, such as insurance companies kicking up coverage costs for people who seem to be aging more quickly. What? Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't know about it. They just say, well, we're raising your premiums. Why? Because we can. We're in the insurance company. What are you going to do? Not have insurance? Facebook issued a statement saying it had no role in starting this challenge and saw no benefit in it. Uh, This user-generated meme that went viral on its own. uh, Facebook did not start this trend. The meme uses photos that already exist on Facebook. The company said Facebook gains nothing from this meme besides reminding us of the questionable fashion trends of 2009. As a reminder, Facebook users can choose to turn facial recognition on or off at any time. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know you could turn facial recognition off. How many other people know that? I'm I'm going in to do it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, Uh, yeah, it's it's it just seems the problem is, is that it's possible, easily possible that it could be used for nefarious purposes now. Uh, even Facebook, even if Facebook didn't initiate the challenge, it has been using facial recognition intelligence for years to recognize users and people they are pictured with. It's also rolling out new products that rely on artificial intelligence, such as Portal, which is one of the things we talked about. The video chat screen with a camera that can follow you around a room and automatically focuses on your face. The 10-year challenge comes about a year after a similar effort from Google. Do you remember this one? One of Facebook's biggest uh, competitors, Google's Arts and Culture app, matches selfies with works of art that resemble the user. Do you remember doing that one? Yes. Yeah, the app uses facial recognition algorithms to create side-by-side comparisons after users upload a photo. Whatever Facebook gets out of the 10-year challenge, Barr said, it's significant that people question its motive in the first place. After an avalanche of Facebook privacy scandals and data breaches in the past two years, now even a meme seems suspect. Uh, She said, it's good that finally, even though it took a couple days, eventually the conversation of, wait a minute, what did we do? Did we just play into the hands of the tech giants again was finally a part of it. So basically they're saying we do need to be more aware of this kind of stuff 
as technology advances. Yeah. Or we're going to just freely give yeah. all of ourselves to these companies. Because <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's, 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 uh, everything is a new frontier. Every level we reach is untested, untried, and unregulated. It's true. Until something big happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you want to uh, control your your facial recognition <laughs> on Facebook, you just go to privacy shortcuts. First of all, you go to your profile. You go to privacy shortcuts. And there it will say control face recognition and turn it off because chances are it's on. Mm-hmm. Because mine was on. It's automatically on, yeah. Yep. <coughs> Very strange. Very strange. So there are certain things that I think, like, yeah, you don't need to be all up in my business in that way. <laughs> and this might actually help because, you know, I really hate it when a friend posts an unflattering picture of me and it and automatically tag tags me. And I'm like, no! Well, they can, no! They can still tag you personally. They can tag me. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't like the automatic tag? I hate the automatic tag. I hate it. By the way, folks, just speaking of privacy and all that, if you're on Facebook and you see a post that says, hey, in a few days, Facebook's uh, things are going to change and they can use your photos or your private conversations and whatnot for advertisement or whatever they want. It's a But lie. if you post this uh paragraph on your page right now, then no, they won't be able to do that. Yeah, it's absolutely a hoax. Uh, they can do whatever they want. You signed that all away when you agreed to join the website. You didn't read the the terms and conditions. I guarantee it. But it was all in there. I guarantee Every, it. I guarantee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and posting anything on your wall is not going to constitute any kind of legal nothing. Yeah. Uh, and number one, there are millions of users of Facebook. Like half the world. Ain't no company going to have enough staff to check every profile for this one post floating around. <laughs> I've often thought that. Like, <clears throat> seriously, guys, you really think, like, people uh, in big Facebook corporate are just scrolling through and saying, oh, yeah, you're, you're A through G? Anybody who over there? Anybody? Okay, all those people, they're not, we're not allowed to use their stuff. <laughs> no, guys. See, I forgive, like... Our older Facebook users who are used to the chain letters and whatnot and the weird emails, I forgive them for falling for it because it was part of their culture. This is something that happened all the time back then. You're a forgiving person. But if you are our age range or younger and you fall for this stuff, I I don't know. Get it I together, really, people. I, I think bad things about you. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Just get off the computer. You don't deserve the web. <laughs> you don't deserve having the web at your fingertips. I will say, can I just say these new no, LOL quizzes that are on? That's the name of it. Like the, the LOL, that whatever. That's like the website or whatever. Maybe, I guess so. But it's all the things that are on Facebook. You know, like the latest one was, what is your... Oh, seriously. Was it Morgan Freeman? What is your Morgan Freeman line? <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't seen any of these, I don't think. You... Oh, I'm so What is your Morgan Freeman line? Well, mine said something along the... Oh, here we go. How would Morgan Freeman narrate Megan's life? Megan, I might go. Let me think about it. 
Morgan Freeman in her language, this meant that she had no intention of going. So you see these little things. This meant she had no intention of going. Good job. Um, (laughs) LOL-sided. That's what they're called. They're quizzes. I did see that, I guess, yeah. So, and there are these things that, like, how how do they know me so well? <laughs> Every single one that I've done of these stupid LOL things. Maybe it's mining comments that you've left on other people's things from years past. And so those are actually your words. And then it's picking up on those keyword receptors. Does that work? Yeah. That's how they do it? I don't know if that's how they do it, but they certainly could if you gave them access to your profile in order to play this game. But my profile... Oh. Oh. (laughs) This is Morgan Freeman. (laughs) I'm all up in your profile. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Point proven. I got it. (laughs) Now you're starting to get a little worried about all this privacy nonsense. No, I'm still playing one right now. (laughs) I give up. I give up on you. You're listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Moe. everyone, I'm Hillary Fisco, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today I'm reviewing VidAngel, a personalized filter to pair with your streaming services. Are you a nerdy parent who would love to share your favorite TV series with your kids, but the language is just too intense? Are you a film buff who thought of the perfect pick for movie night with your coworkers, except for that one awkward bedroom scene? Are you someone who just wants to avoid graphic violence when you're trying to relax at the end of the day, but that popular new show sounds really intriguing? Simply connect your streaming service accounts like Amazon Prime and Netflix to VidAngel to set custom filters on thousands of your favorite TV shows and movies. You can set defaults that apply to everything you watch or set show-specific filters. VidAngel recognizes the rights of artists to create whatever movies and TV shows they choose to, while also supporting your right to allow only certain content into your private home. There are three ways to personalize your experience. Filter out entire categories like sex, violence, or language. Skip or mute subcategories of content like only the graphic types of violence. Or enable individual filters, such as specific words or certain scenes you find distasteful. You'll be glad to hear there's even a Jar Jar Binks filter. You don't have to have kids to appreciate VidAngel. As my teenager observed recently, sometimes PG still isn't PG enough. VidAngel's slogan, more watching, less worrying, means you don't have to violate your own boundaries for what's healthy to watch. People who've experienced trauma can also use this service to avoid reliving it as entertainment. I homeschool three boys, and we're huge movie and TV buffs, so it's worth $9.99 a month for a tool that equips me to be the guardian of what enters my home. The filters help me feel safer sharing things like the Wheel of Time series or Monty Python and the Holy Grail with my family without stressing over whether I can hit the fast forward or mute buttons in time. VidAngel does the work for me. I'm Hillary Fisco, and whether you want to avoid seeing Edward Cullen's sparkly bare chest or you just want to keep your kindergartner from picking up inappropriate new words from the TV, you should check out VidAngel. If you like to follow along as I balance our homeschool life with encouraging, empowering, and educating through my small business, you can find me posting and teaching on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at KYRedheadMK and streaming periodically on Twitch as KYRedhead. 
listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Moe. Today, we're talking about privacy in tech. So this is a bit of a departure from our first two. First two are kind of home-based. This is stepping into the future in the world at large. What are you doing? So I was drawing... I just had the paper clip on, what is it, my coffee sleeve? Uh-huh. And I was just repositioning the paper clip and outlining it uh-huh. in different air ways. And I didn't really realize what I drew. You and ju- it's not. Did you, ju- did you draw a inappropriate part of the body by accident? I did. <laughs> she, she, like, realized it. Her eyes got huge and she scribbled it out and then crumpled up the coffee <laughs> Mortified at herself. I am. <laughs> it's one thing to knowingly do something or say something, but I I didn't mean to do this. It's accidentally. <laughs> like, I'm ashamed. That, happen, that happens every now and then, like on like sports recaps where they have the little marker yeah, with the drawing yes, on the screen. Yes. <laughs> or didn't the Mars rover accidentally do it too? Oh, I don't this know. This year, I'm pretty sure the Mars rover accidentally drew one. Uh, um, yeah, I, I feel really <laughs> ashamed of myself right now. Anyway, back to our... <laughs> Sorry. This is the kind of stuff that gets all over the internet, Mo. That's I... why we need privacy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I had a lot to say about the last two days and topics. Uh-huh. I'm not going to have as much to say. You don't feel say. like you have a lot to say in this one? This is going to be all you. I this... don't think so. This is your race. Okay, so let's let's talk about listening. Google has recently come out and admitted to Congress that even when all your tracking and all your listening and everything is turned off, they're still tracking you. Mm-hmm. Well, you've known that. No, I've known the, the listening thing, but I'm okay. talking about they know where you are, they know what you're doing, and it is to target ads at you and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we have talked about the the um, the Siri aspect or the Hey Google aspect thing, where you would think that when you say the wake word, mm-hmm. boom, that's when the recording starts, because obviously that's how this works. It records your voice, sends it to computers at Google or whatever, and then they instantly send back the results. But. When you go back, you can go back and search through your Google history, like, like not your web history, but like your actual activity history. If you find it, you can find it in your profile and you can hear your voice recordings and they start as you start talking. Like you hear yourself say, hey, Google, mm-hmm. which is weird. How would it record that? Did your phone just? My, my phone just came on. Uh, but yeah, it can hear you say that and record it. All the way from the beginning of the wake word. But then I found out that it's even recording before that. Because at one point, uh, someone was yelling something in the background when I said, hey, Google. And I could hear them yelling before I said, hey. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was already recording. Which tells me it's recording all the time. Nonstop. It, your phone is nonstop recording. And I guarantee you Siri's doing the exact same thing. And Alexa is probably doing the exact same thing, too. Always recording you. Now, they say publicly that, you know, they don't keep these recordings. It's just to have the program work optimally for you and be ready to go at a moment's notice. 
But then they get in front of Congress and the story kind of changes a little bit. Uh, of course, Facebook is doing this too. They've been hounding Facebook about privacy issues now for the last several years. We all know that when uh, Mark mm-hmm. Zuckerberg was sitting in mm-hmm. front of Congress, how he looked like a robot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but is Does that worry you at all that you're always being listened to? Like, we've been talking about accidentally incriminating yourselves or whatever with with uh, text messages or all that. But that's stuff that you do to yourself. Right. This is so, uh, now I'm having to watch what I say at all points. I guess what I'm worried about is will it become so normal that we then get on that slippery slope of now we're being monitored. Mm-hmm. Not that we're being listened to all the time. Now we're being monitored all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. I'm, eh. Obviously, I don't like it. Obviously, <laughs> I want to feel protected right. and safe within my home. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't say whatever I want to say in Walmart because there are people who are listening. Right. Sure. I can't say bomb on an airplane, even if I'm just having a discussion about a type of candy. Right. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, there are people who are listening and will take it the wrong way. Yeah. But there's a hope that inside your home, when having a conversation with your spouse or your children, that you can be candid and and honest in your opinions. Um, That being said... I feel like I think the only perk that could come from it is that there is a bit of a moral backing. Like, you know that someone is listening to you, so you choose not to say certain things because you don't want to <laughs> offend them. You don't want to be it wrongly helps, judged. Helps keep you don't want yourself in check. Exactly. Exactly. But you have Alexa in your home. I can see. I can see where you're going, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah. But I think that's the literal only positive and that's, that could come from it. I feel it's, it's even a bit of a stretch to make it positive. Well, just like you're searching for something to be positive about. So in here, yeah, absolutely. I'm searching for something to be positive about it. Because, let's be honest, there have been movies that have like told us for decades now to not have robots in our homes because it goes very very badly yet still for some reason we have alexa bicentennial man was great i don't know that movie robin williams was a robot really and he did not kill anybody okay so one out of how many bicentennial man you're right i do um (laughs) but i think so And this may be something that's just been ingrained in me kind of as a military spouse with the understanding that I can't speak openly and honestly about how I feel about a president because Mm. it is he is my husband's boss, essentially, you know. Yeah. And I've always had this whole conspiracy theory in the back of my head. Are there people listening to me? Are there people watching me? They bug our house to Uh make sure. Yeah. Even before (laughs) Alexa was a big thing, even before smartphones were a big thing, I can remember thinking that. You know, well, I can't talk about, I think Bush was the president. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I couldn't say anything negative without like ending it with, but I think he's a good guy. 
<laughs> you know, like and I the still same might with, vote for him. Yeah, the same with Obama. I couldn't say anything negative without saying, "But he's human. I get it." You know, <laughs> but he is a national treasure. <laughs> it's. I think it's just something that's been ingrained in me to always end <laughs> my honest opinions with a but. <laughs> but you know, who's who doesn't do that on the. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't sometimes contact the Russians? Right. <laughs> I mean, all I talk it. to them on a weekly basis. I mean, no, I don't. No, I don't. No. FBI. Right. Into our studio. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do the collusion? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was just a joke. <laughs> okay. Well, see, you brought up something that's even more terrifying than to me. Okay. Bugging. Used to, if the government was going to bug you, they had to get into your house. Yeah. They had to put things or they had to like tap your your landline phone or yeah. something. Now, we've been told, it's been confirmed many times, the government has the power to wirelessly turn on both your microphone and your camera on your mm-hmm. phone, even when your phone is off. Yeah. They can turn it on mm-hmm. and do that. That's terrifying to me. Yeah, I think when cell phones first came out, there there was a big push for they are more secure because you can't tap into mm-hmm. like you can with a landline, you know, uh, false. Yeah, like maybe <laughs> maybe twenty years ago when they first came out and they were a big thing, but they were essentially uh, fancier walkie talkies. Yeah, a phone in a bag <laughs> is what it was, but. We had one of those. We did too. We plug it into the car. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The cigarette lighter of the car. Lighter. Yep. I still think that's like the most genius design ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get the bag phone. Yep. Um. But anyway, I. Yeah, it's no longer something that we can use the argument of. Well, it's more secure because right. it is definitely not. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that comes along with this and it's probably the main thing like we're talking about all these kind of nightmare scenarios but i think the main thing that this brings up is ads targeted ads Mm -hmm. which i'm not all that against because if i'm if i have to see ads i'd like to see ads for things i like yeah something i want want. i don't see garbage ads yeah things i don't want all the time sick of seeing car ads so sick of seeing car ads hulu Buy advertising from, or get advertising from other companies, please. I'm so sick of that. That's true. They really only do. Cars, cars, cars. Yeah. Um, But anyway. Yeah. So I'm not entirely against it, but that's usually, most of that comes from tracking cookies. Yeah. On your computer and Mm -hmm. your phone and stuff like that that you do. Not necessarily from listening. But my wife has this theory, which a lot of people share, that your phone really is listening to you. And that it is bringing up ads based on what you say, because you'll be talking about a certain thing, a certain product, or whatever, and then you'll see an ad for it. Yep. Do you think that's really happening? I do. I've seen it happen to myself. Okay. Here's... I have a theory. You know how when you hear a weird word or phrase that you don't hear that often, and then you hear it like several times that week? Yeah. It's called the Batter-Meinhof phenomenon. Okay. And it's basically where you're made aware of something that you would you would have heard anyway, 
But if you're not actually actively aware of it because of a specific instance, you don't notice it or you don't register it. Okay. I think that because, you know, I'm talking about this specific item or thing, now I'm going to be more aware of the ad. I think the ad would probably always have been there, but had I not been talking about it, I wouldn't have really noticed it. So here's the thing. I've had, like, vacations for Europe Mm -hmm. pop up on my phone after talking about going back to Italy Mm -hmm. or seeing the places that we didn't get to see while we were there. That doesn't... Those could pop up. No. 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 You're going to see Disney. (laughs) You're going to see Universal. You're going to see SeaWorld. You're going to see all the big places. You're not going to see vacation packages to Paris pop up on your... You're not. I don't see why not. Not not on a reoccurring, frequent, daily... Unless you have searched it. Search. Yeah. Search. Did you search it? No. You ever put in Europe in the search bar? No. Not once? Truthfully, no. 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 (laughs) But that's the thing. Just having these hypothetical conversations with my husband or friends and, well, if we did go back to Italy, where would we go this time? Never a conversation that we would have had prior. I don't know. I think people are listening. Okay. See, Daedra, though, is so emphatic about this that I feel like she reads into certain things. Like, okay. we'll be t- she'll be talking about diapers or whatever, and then an ad will pop up for diapers on her phone later that day. And she'll use that as proof. I'm like, oh, they advertise diapers. <laughs> and you searched many baby things. You might not have searched diapers, but it's normal. <laughs> But every time, and I feel like it's once a week, or at least it was for a long time. So she's a bit of a conspiracy theorist <laughs> Just as well. Just that. Yeah. This is like the only thing that she's really conspiracy out about. That's where it starts. <laughs> but I don't know. I think most of it's better mine off. That's what I'm going to contend. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, how much do you share online about yourself? Like on Facebook, is most of your stuff open to where anybody can see it, or do you no, have most of it private? Most of it's private, yeah. to the point to where if there's a like if I share something that I think is a whoa moment that I feel like the rest of the world needs to know, then I go in and I publicly share that post. But then I also go back and make sure that the next like five or seven posts after that are still, yeah. are still private. Right. You know, um, but everything. Pretty much my cover photo, if you're not my friend on Facebook, the only thing that's that you can see or that you're supposed to be able to see is my profile picture and my name. And I think just those like top the bio information. Mm -hmm. So, you know how like everybody has worked at this job from this day to this date, worked at this job, went to this school and this school and this school. To me, I feel like that's way too much information that you're putting out there. <laughs> not only like do most people not care, but that's just adding information for someone to be able to steal your identity. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just giving them mm-hmm. all these possibilities. Okay, so my next one is how far do you take it? Now you seem to take it pretty heavily, but what about like? Because I just saw this, and it was a Kara that did it. 
Mm -hmm. Frank Hara. Mm -hmm. She posted a picture and it had her vehicle in it. Mm -hmm. And she covered up the license plate in the picture with Mm -hmm. like a little heart sticker so Mm -hmm. no one could see the license plate. Yeah. I would have never thought to do that. But why? It's on your car. Uh, Hundreds of people see it a day. What's the difference if you put it on? True. You can't steal your identity based on your license plate. Yeah. I... (laughs) I would have never thought to do it. But at the same time, Matthew, at the same time, what is her blurring her license plate on her picture offend you? (laughs) I'm not offended by it. I don't understand it. I want to learn. Teach me why this is a thing. (laughs) So obviously there are some people who are a little more... Freaked out. Well, I'm I'm, ask, I'm actually honestly asking, is this a thing? I have no idea. Because I've never really heard of anybody blurring out their license plate like I that. I have. I know that I know that some people do it as a privacy measure when it's like other people's cars other people's or whatever. cars. Yeah. But like, are you worried about your own car and your own photo so that you're posting on your page? That's what I've always seen: is someone blur out yeah, other, other people's because that's that's putting them in a place you don't you know you don't want to. It doesn't matter where it is. You don't want to prove that somebody else was somewhere uh, and out them if they weren't supposed to be there. True. Or you don't want to make any kind of True. privacy issue for someone else. Yeah. But when it's you, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand it. Okay. We're going to need to call Kara and figure it out. <laughs> no. I'm not doing it. Why? <laughs> we can ask Kevin. Kevin will relay the answer Kev- to Kevin, us. I know you're listening. Kevin. Yeah. So Ask just let us wife, know. Why and tell us. I'm sure he already <laughs> asked her and she had her reason. But Kara is a lot like me in the fact that if I do something and I did it to my stuff, why the crap do you even <laughs> care if I did it? Back off my case. <laughs> I need to know if I need to start doing it or not. I need to know the justification. So that, like, that's why I'm not asking Kara. If she felt the need to do it, cool. She felt the need to do it. Kevin will give us the reason and he'll do it in a more (laughs) not angry way. (laughs) This is why Kara and I are best friends, though, because we get offended by people who offend us. Because we don't talk to each other about anything. I mean, I could probably text Kara and be like, hey... What's the deal? Why Why did you blur out your license plate in that picture? And she wouldn't take it offensively coming from me. Right. But You think she would for me? It's like, question. Why'd you, why'd you blur out your license plate? Probably not from you either. Okay. Here's the thing. But we're going... We read comments and text in the voice of the other person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if someone else were to call her or text her... Um, if another one of our good friends were to do it, she would be ticked at him. Like, <laughs> back up off my case. Stop judging me for everything that I do. She's talking about a specific yeah. friend. Not, yeah. Not just any other friend. No, just a specific <laughs> one. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, there's a whole range of uh, other questions we could be talking about with this, but uh, it's just basically what it comes down to is we have no privacy in technology. There's... We have a little bit that we can block from other people to see, but in the end, if they really want to find out about you, they can. Yeah. So, uh... It's a true story. Keep blurring your license plates. See if that'll help. (laughs) 
take all precautionary Kara. measures. <laughs> and I'm sure that's her mindset. Yeah. I'm just being safe. Just yeah. playing it safe. Yep. <laughs> You're listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Moe. Have you ever heard a nerdy word or phrase that you were positive you should know but didn't? We've all been there, feeling like our nerd cred is dropping by the second. Well, fear not. Love Thy Nerd is here to help you hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up an ear and pay attention because we've got a new nerdy definition for you. Today's term is Dementor. This term comes from Harry Potter, but a lot of folks might only know the term from Steve Carell's prison mic rant on The Office. The Dementors are creatures who feed on and drain the peace, hope, and happy emotions of humans. In the stories, the Dementors are employed as guards at Azkaban, a prison for wizarding criminals. The kiss of a Dementor will suck out a human soul, leaving an emotionless shell. So the next time you hear Prison Mike talking about the worst part of being in the clink, you won't have to fake your laughter anymore, because now you understand that reference. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So this weekend was a weekend of wins and one notable loss. I picked up the new Elden Ring game at GameStop. I pre-ordered it, which means it came with a little fancy ring and a little satchel. And then I went and picked my daughter up from middle school, and we headed down to Charleston, South Carolina, where I was setting up for a Comic-Con. We had a three-hour road trip just getting down there. We got there, and we walked two and a half miles across a bridge that crossed a giant river. We, we just had a blast. Uh, we walked around downtown Charleston and explored. We ate fancy food. We stayed up late, watched movies. We, we just had a really great weekend. Plus, I had a really great weekend of doing ministry with Faith and Fandom and talking to people at this con and actually getting to interact in that capacity with my daughter and her asking questions and observing things. And it was just, it, it, was, it was really a treasure. Weekend was over, my daughter and I hopped in the car, loaded up, drove back to North Carolina, unloaded the car, and that's when I realized I didn't see my Elden Ring game. And it dawned on me that I had sat the game in the GameStop bag on the floorboard of the car where my daughter was going to eventually sit, and that at one of the gas stations, my daughter lovingly decided to clean out the car of trash and she i guess considered that gamestop bag trash and threw away my game now that's a loss that's like a 60 dollar loss on a game i've never played and i honestly don't know if i care enough about it to buy it again <laughs> and it makes me sad but when i look at that loss versus all the wind that I had from spending that weekend with my daughter and all that came from it, it I don't even care. It's garbage. And Philippians 3.8, we see the same idea. It says, What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. There's going to be some things that you're going to lose in this life as you actually follow Jesus. But when you look at them in comparison, the stuff that we actually let go of or lose, 
is basically going to be considered garbage next to all that we gain from knowing him and the love that he has for us. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Mo. Filling in for Mo this week, we have Hillary Berkey, uh, friend and weirdo Hillary Berkey. Hello, that's me. <laughs> she was a former regular on the Back Row Baptist podcast, yes, which this uh, the people miss it. Matt. Show became. I'm just saying, the people miss <laughs> took me. Took the place. They love me. <clears throat> I'm a national treasure. <laughs> I will say it is, it is, that is probably the one aspect that I do miss Mm -hmm. from the podcast is not having our friends come on as guests, Mm -hmm. but nobody wants to come and sit down for four hours and record with us on a Saturday. True. We did one hour and people complained. True. Most of those people were me though. I just, I just want to point that out. Especially in the third year. You want to come for one hour on Saturday? Oh gosh. You still doing this podcast? So annoying. <laughs> Can't you get a real job? Oh, I draw my phone. Oh, you're stuck now. Mm. Let's see. You should be used to it because that's what we're talking about this hour. That's true. Detoxing from Facebook. I didn't drop my Facebook, man. I dropped my phone. <laughs> well, what uh, what brought this about was as we were coming up with topics for this week with our special guest here. Uh, that's me. I'm special. It, <laughs> it was brought up that for how long has it been? Um, officially since like Christmas, but really since mid October. Okay. Okay. So several months now where you have like not religiously, but at least for the most part avoided Facebook and Instagram Correct. in your daily life. Yes. I deleted the apps from my phone. Um, <laughs> You still have Messenger app, though. I do, right? yes. you do keep in touch that way. I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a part of this wrestling group that... Um, <laughs> that I, meets I just, in your house, so you like to be you like to be aware of what's going to I like to know who's coming over to my house, yes. Um, but, you know, I know some people need to get a hold of me, and they might not have my phone number. And mm-hmm. that's something that I can keep, but it's not actually, like, in Which is social good. media. Yeah, yeah. It's good that they're not tied directly anymore because mm-hmm. I used to be they one used app. to be yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah so you've uh, you've been avoiding it so how has it been let's just get your first top first uh off the cuff response of how it's been weird yeah yes um John my husband will you know come to me and say oh did you see this and I'm like you know where, I didn't <laughs> where would I have seen it it's on fi- oh it's on Facebook <laughs> I have to show you this and so he'll show me things um but I've noticed that nowadays we don't watch the news as a couple. We don't sit down at 10 o'clock and watch the news. Um, so Facebook is where a lot of news breaks. Oh, yeah. And so I I have no idea of things happening. Apparently there were shootings like late in December and there were all these things. I had no idea. Never heard of Yeah. No idea. And it's not that I'm trying to be ignorant. I'm trying to clear my mind of things that 
are hindering my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And I felt like Facebook and Instagram were doing that. So, but it's weird. It's really weird. I mean, there were days ago, uh, you know, in the past before social media, when if there was like a car chase going on and it had been going on for a couple hours, they would just cancel whatever's on TV and yeah. put that on there in its place. But now Good it's all on Facebook. Yeah. They Facebook follow Live. Their, they, mm-hmm. all, they all follow their their normal TV schedule and they'll put it on there and they're like, all right, well, our show's coming to end. If you want to continue with the footage, go to our Facebook Live page. We'll continue it there. And they even have their own little news team that narrates it there. Yeah. On narrates it there on Facebook Live. I watched a three hour and 13 minute car chase the other day. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was a waste my mom, of time. My mom was obsessed when that giraffe, <laughs> that baby giraffe was supposed to be born, yeah. like, what, a year and a half ago? She was obsessed, and she would watch that. And I'm thinking, I got stuff to do. Right? You just sit here and watch this giraffe just pace back and forth in hopes that something falls out of it. Um, so it's been... So the positive side is that it has kind of freed up your mind yes. from that necessity that 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 well and and here's overload the, of information yes well and it wasn't even that it was you know and I'm I was guilty of this as well I was putting forth my my best life I was not putting forth all of my struggles and I know that people do the same. Mm. And normally you don't want people to post, had a really bad day. Let me just rant about how bad it was. Right. Um, and so seeing people getting the things that I'm wanting and, and um, finishing their degrees and getting their class, you know, stuff like that, it really made me jealous. Um, and instead of being happy for them, I was angry because I didn't have that. Yeah. Um, and I noticed I would dread. And instead of being happy for my friends that were you know, that had finished their degrees or that had moved to a new city because, you know, God was really moving in their life. It was, well, why can't that be me? Right. Why is God letting them do that and not letting me do that? Um, And so I noticed when I just stopped looking, I just, you know, deleted it off of my phone. It wasn't a real, like, I'm done. Um, I was a lot happier. Yeah. I wasn't looking at the things in my life and going, you know what? This sucks. It was, my husband did the dishes. That's, that's so sweet. I don't have to tell anybody, but him, thank you for doing the dishes. Um, and it's made me really appreciate what he does for me, knowing that I don't have to share those with other people for them to mean something. Mm -hmm. It means something that he did it or that I did it for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I completely get that. Um, I don't, I, I don't feel that way about Facebook, mainly because I don't use Facebook in that manner mm-hmm. all that often. Yeah. Pretty much everything that I use Facebook for is either running pages for like the church or for Backrow Radio, right? Or moder- uh, moderating Backrow Baptist Church, our community here for Backrow Radio listeners and mm-hmm. meme fans. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, I don't really. I mean, you know, I don't scroll the timeline and see what all my friends are doing because I know what most of my friends are doing because I know them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. have I don't have a thousand people that I'm trying to keep up with. Oui. But um, I do feel like that on Instagram, though, because there's no real way around it. Yeah. It's just one feed, pretty much. You just have to scroll. And, yeah. And, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, this is all unrealistic. Yeah. 
but why isn't my life like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I avoid Instagram as much as I can, mm-hmm. uh, which has made me feel out of the loop because that is like the main one now. Yeah. Like Facebook is the main thing for older people. Yeah. Instagram and Snapchat are and, big things for yeah, people, the younger generation. The younger generation, but it kind of ends with our our range of ages yeah. is doing that too. Some are sticking with Facebook and some are migrating a lot towards Instagram and it's hard to keep up It is uh, one way or the other. But yeah, Instagram especially just feels like a let's show everybody how great my life is mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong. Like if, if things are going really well in your life, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm super happy for you. And I think that's great. But at the same time, <laughs> the same time, nobody's I've, life is going that well. <laughs> I've got to do, I've got to do what's best for me. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus has really restored me and, and has done some great things in my life. And I wasn't remembering those things when I was scrolling, mm. you know, and yeah. like right now, this is totally weird, but I used to eat lunch with John. I get an hour lunch break and I would drive home. We would eat lunch together and I would drive back to work. And now I eat, and I would just sit at, at home. He would scroll Facebook. I would scroll Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Now I stay at, at my job, and I eat lunch with some friends of mine that are teachers. And we have actual conversation. And nobody's, well, except for one, anyway. We're not, <laughs> we're not stuck to our phones. We're not, um, you know, busy talking about what he said or what she did. It's just fun conversation about our jobs and about our weeks. And, and it's so nice to not have to worry about, you know, somebody just going, Oh my gosh, did you see this? And it's, it's really refreshing. And it kind of feels like the 1950s, right? Which is, you know, let's just get back to that. (laughs) You're you're describing that. And even though I don't feel this way, my immediate reaction was, Oh, gross. You sit there (laughs) talking with people. Because that's kind of what we're conditioned to do. Yeah. It's just like uh, that line from Community when Kelly was all, you want to call someone who texted you? Do you want to drive them away? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's kind of where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Is that we want we want a lot of intercommunication, but we don't want to do it face-to-face. Right. And I don't think that's And okay. Yeah, that breeds a lot of bad habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yep. lowers your filter, for one, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Um, uh, the other day there was a, uh, the other day, I mean, yesterday, there was a disagreement going on in, uh, our Facebook group, Back Row Baptist Church, uh, between me and someone else. And I'm really good about bottling up all my online aggression. And mm-hmm. uh, there are many times where I'll type out a really long reply and then just delete the whole thing. Cause, Cause you feel better. Yeah. yeah. Right. I got it out, but I'm not going to cause a problem. But every now and then it explodes and uh, a few people witnessed that happening last night uh, on somebody, and uh, including Mo, who was trying to calm the situation down. <clears throat> and I was like, will you shut up and let us argue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, you get a kind of, you don't feel hindered anymore, I mm-hmm. guess, when it comes to voicing your opinions right. when it's no, over the screen. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a bad uh, 
just a bad habit to get into. Yeah. Uh, that too many people are doing regularly without abandon. You yes. I mean, just with just let it yeah. all fly. Well, especially with all the politics and social justice nonsense yeah. that's been going on. Well, and I, <laughs> I work in a high school um, and without divulging too much, they're at least twice, if not three times a week, we get students coming in to file, you know, complaints and to talk to our assistant principals about stuff that's happened over Facebook. Um, and it's not, you know, it's, she wants to fight me or he wants to do this or whatever. And it's, it's all over there. It's, you know, nobody has done it face to face. Mm. And so when the assistant principals investigate these, you know, allegations and they talk, the kids talk about the, the stuff with the kids at all together, you know, they, they resolve it. Yeah. Kids don't have, you know, conflict resolution abilities because they don't know how to do that without their thumbs. Right. They, and so it's, it's really disheartening to see that, you know, kids are going through these things. And instead of going up to somebody and saying, Hey, like I saw what you posted or somebody told me what you said. And I, I want you to know it really hurt my feelings or I yeah, want you no, to know yeah. that that's not true, but kids don't, kids don't know how to do that these days. Cause that's more vulnerability and you don't want to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. I get that completely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's rough. But I will say, um, I don't know if I'm going to prolong this. I don't know if it's going to be something that is, it goes on you know, forever. goes on forever. I didn't like deactivate my account or delete it. I just logged out. Um, and, you know, maybe one day I will. Um, but I do know that it has been really cleansing to kind of not be in it. And now I know that I can do it again. If I did decide to get back yeah. into the the Facebook deal, I know that it's it's easy. I mean, it's weird at first to be like, oh, I'm not on it. But you still want to log in to see. Um, and just to be clear, she hasn't been like the... the uh snotty person like i'm not even on facebook oh, no. <laughs> she doesn't she, she mention it nobody really knows unless somebody asks <laughs> until it's like hey did you see this i'm like no i didn't no. I'm not on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm the worst but it's good it's good that you didn't try to delete it because uh it's nearly impossible now oh it is uh, i got an article here from market watch called uh want to delete your facebook well it's going to be harder than you think. Uh, Jax Austin, a travel video blogger who travels the U.S. in a converted school bus, made the decision to delete his Facebook after the Cambridge Analytica scandal a couple years ago. But when he tried to, it didn't work. He said, they make it so hard that it's almost impossible to delete it. It's like a crazy ex that never forgets about <laughs> you. <laughs> well, the reason why is, is it's because it is now so connected. It's a part of an ecosystem of the Internet. That if you try to delete it, but then you log into something else that you signed up for with that little button of sign in via Facebook or sign up via Facebook, oh, yeah. it reactivates it. Oh, and so you okay. really have to know every place Jeez. that you've been that you've connected with that Facebook account or you can't get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, he said... Uh, he said that he wasn't able to get rid of it. He just settled for no longer logging into it and turned his account into a fan page instead of a, a personal uh, page. Personal page. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to get rid of. Let's see. Mm. 
one of the reasons why people have such a hard time getting rid of it, and we kind of touched on it, is that this is how a lot of people now keep in touch with family. Yes. Um, we got Alan Watson here, uh, 32, said that uh, he deleted his Facebook account, but the most disappointed person was his mother because that's how his mother kept in touch with him. And now they didn't have that. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's a little different these days because now that's almost something that grandmothers expect, you know, or mothers yeah. expect because you, you don't just want to have a phone call. You want to see photos and you want to see kids and you want to see videos yeah. and you want to see all this. And so if like if I were to, you know, if Deidre and I were like, all right, we're done with Facebook. Our parents would force us back on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> my mother already guilts me every Y'all other live week. Y'all live in the same town. Yeah. And she sees my children three times a week. And he's like, can you post more videos, please? <laughs> like, I don't want to put so much of my kids out. Yeah. Online. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's difficult. Now, one thing you haven't given up is Twitter. Twitter. You I don't, do have do you Snapchat. Not fe- you do have, well... But I don't... You, but you just use that for goofing around, really. You don't really communicate with yeah. it, right? Yeah. And you don't make a whole bunch of stories. You don't use it religiously like I do a lot not. of people no, do. No, I do not. But Twitter, do you not feel that Twitter does the same thing? Are you not as focused on that? Maybe because it's not populated by friends and family, but by strangers? <laughs> I don't... I mean, Twitter for me is one of those things that um, I... Yeah, I mean, I'll open it maybe two or three times a day, but I do a, a solid like, you know, one or two swipes, swipes, <laughs> thumb rolls, whatever you want to call it. Thumb rolls. Um, yeah. Like, is that what they're called? I don't know. <laughs> Never. I guess that's what I guess a thumb roll is when you get fingerprinted. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I've never been arrested. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I follow people that I, I went to church with like in Albuquerque. Yeah. And it's just to really see what's going on in their life. And I don't, I mean. And it's hard to go on a Twitter rant like you can go on a Facebook rant. Right. So even if they're having a bad day or posting a bad thing. Yeah. It's like, and you got two sentences here. So, I mean, and, and I, I guess I just don't see it as a social media platform. And I know it is, but I just don't see it as that because... I don't really care about Twitter. Right. It's it's totally different than Facebook. It, yeah, it is. Uh, they were worried it was going to be too similar, but it's really not at all. I would say that they're apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you have the same pitfalls because I don't think you expect the same things from it. You don't expect no. uh, personalization. You can't really see people... Uh, putting forward their best life now on Twitter because there's yeah. not even enough room to do that. Yeah. And if, and if someone does try and post multiple tweets about, uh, either negative things or positive things, if you're posting seven tweets in an hour, I'm not reading all those tweets. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> one of my, one of my really good friends, well, thumb roll right past. Them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she, it's her birthday this weekend and, um, she's going to California. So she got her nails done. I, I mean, woo, I saw a picture, but I mean, like done. I mean, happy birthday. <laughs> Shout out to Haley. Um, I don't think she listens, but that's okay. We'll pretend. <laughs> um, but I mean, I follow like sports teams and like, that's it. Yeah. So 
you can't see it, but I'm shrugging my shoulders. It's just, to me, it's not the same thing. I, if I tweet something, I think I tweeted something about the gold. Well, uh, yeah. (laughs) Hold on. Let me find it. It's in here somewhere. This is a. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on, interwebs. (laughs) Hold on, interwebs. Just wait. This is so exciting for you. The suspension is killing you. (laughs) Oh, yes. I posted a bunny falling asleep at their desk. (laughs) I got one like, but I didn't care. Like, that's how I legitimately felt. (laughs) I was falling asleep at my desk. Like, do I care if people really care about that or not? (laughs) No. No, I don't. I just thought it was really funny. (laughs) The world needed to know. Yeah. Done. So I think I think I would like to take a, a break from Facebook, like all told, but I can't. Right. It's part of my job and my fake job. Right. It's part of both my jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, John and I have talked a lot about it. Um, there are times when we'll be sitting together on the couch and he'll just scroll and he's not reading. He's just scrolling because it's something that that you do a mindless activity yeah um and i've told him like hey can you can you put it away i just want to spend time with you i don't i don't want us to be on our phones um and it's been a struggle for him but before i gave it up it was a struggle for me yeah um so it's something that i don't ever want to come like in between our marriage Mm -hmm. and he does a great job whenever i ask He's always like, yes, I'm sorry. You know, let's let me be here with you. So he's really good about that. He doesn't ever guilt trip me or, oh, let me finish this. He's super great. Um, <laughs> but he wasn't he, he doesn't use Facebook for the same reasons that I did or doesn't view it the same way. Yeah. So yeah, there's no reason for him to give it up. He's just watching the grand theater that is the world and yes. laughing at it and laughing at funny videos about I will say that there are some days that he'll show me a video from like the back row um, Baptist church or back row church or whatever you call it back row Baptist church there you go the BRBC Um, join it and I'm I'm like yes this is so funny and I'm glad he showed it to me Mm -hmm. Um, but if I don't have to go and look for it (laughs) Um, but I I have not regretted a single minute of of giving it up (laughs) that's for sure I will say that the Backer Baptist Church has gotten out of hand. I think we were perfect when we were at a thousand members at the most. We're approaching quickly three thousand, and I'm like, I can't. We're we have to. We still pre-approve every post. Yeah. Which now they're just getting so many. Yeah. And there's only four of us that approve, and it's mostly me. Uh, Don't let John do it. No, no, John gets no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sweetheart, I love you, but no. I feel like if John was let loose, he'd break every single rule that we have. Yes, <laughs> yes he would. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lot to take. It's a lot to keep up with. So if anything, Facebook is starting to get a negative response from me just uh-huh. because it's it's work now. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. No, I, I need to get. I need to get more moderators. That's what I need to do. Can you trust any of those people? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I gotta get real people on. Maybe you should have. Maybe you should restore your faith in Christian people. 
but they let me down so often. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Back Row Rewind, the best of Matt and Mo. This week in nerd history, raw is war. In January of 1993, the World Wrestling Federation first aired their weekly episodic pro wrestling program, Monday Night Raw, on the USA Network. This was the first real attempt at a wrestling show shot and aired to a live audience, with angles being played out as they happened. Almost three years later, WWF's chief competitor, World Championship Wrestling, began airing its own wrestling show in the same time slot, WCW Monday Nitro. This was the beginning of what is known as the Monday Night Wars. After weeks of trading ratings victories, WCW began to win week after week. Part of the reason why was because WCW felt new, more story-driven, and much edgier, while the WWF had continued to stick to their campier, classic format. But that all changed on March 10th, 1997, when Raw was renamed Raw is War. WWF changed its logo from its classic retro block text to a logo scratched and scrawled into the corner of your screen. They debuted a new set, they opened the show with new pyrotechnics, and had a new grungier intro theme. First, Marilyn Manson's The Beautiful People, but shortly after changed to Thorn in Your Eye, created specifically for the show. The show went on to focus less on wrestling matches and more on storytelling, promos, vignettes, and swerves. This style of programming would lead Raw not to just surpass Nitro in the ratings just over a year later, but by 1999 becoming the most watched weekly show in the history of cable television. And ultimately, the change saw a return to glory for the WWF that would ultimately bring an end to WCW Monday Nitro, their final episode airing live on March 26, 2001, featuring a simulcast with WWF owner Vince and his son Shane, building the purchase of WCW into a new storyline for Raw moving forward. Since that time, the show rebranded back to its original name and has long since reverted back from its edgier content to a PG, family-friendly product. Though, with new competition and All Elite Wrestling bringing back WCW vibes for a new generation, the promotion, now named World Wrestling Entertainment, has occasionally flirted with edgier content again. of Matt and Mo. Deidre and I here in the studio. Yes. And it is the third hour and we're talking about today emojis. Uh, emojis. We had World Emoji Day last week um, which was I believe the 17th. And it's, 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 it's a weird thing when you really think about it. How they came to be. They really are like current hieroglyphics you know they tell stories (laughs) you could have a whole conversation with emojis everybody knows exactly what you're saying yep it's becoming a very increasingly uh 
important part of our communication. Mm-hmm. Like, how often do you use emojis? Um, almost with every text. Right. I feel like I feel like I'm being rude, or they won't know how to take it. Exactly. If I don't put a little face on the end. <laughs> right. It, it changes the tone of your text. Uh, it was something we originally were doing with like LOL. If we were saying right. something and it kind of sounded mean, so we wanted to cut the meanness, we you would just, add LOL, LOL at the end. Uh, <laughs> so funny. Now yeah. we just add the little laughing face. Yeah. At the end or something like that. Laughy, winky, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, coming out on World Emoji Day, Adobe released their first like emoji trend report ever about how things are being used. Uh, the multinational wow. software company Adobe surveyed a thousand emoji users in the US to learn about their emoji usage and the role that these digital characters play in their lives and relationships. So the majority of the respondents, 65%, said that they were more comfortable expressing their emotions through emojis than like with their words and a phone call. Wow. Like talking to someone. <laughs> They would rather express their emotions, moshi, emotions. Gosh, <laughs> emotions. this will be hard. This is going to be a hard article. Emotions through emojis, through through faces that are pre-made into these shapes, which there are so many of them now. Oh you really gosh. can't express any emotion at this point. I was looking through my phone just the other day, and I was like, "Holy cow! There's there's all these new ones. Fifteen hundred faces. What's going on here?" <laughs> Um, yeah, the number rises to 83% uh, among Generation Z, or millennial users, uh, who represent wow. the largest segment of media of the media audience, according to the 2017 Nielsen Total Audience Report. Nearly all emoji users reported using emojis to lighten the mood of a conversation, mm-hmm. like you said, mm-hmm. uh, and display empathy to their... Uh, their friends, ninety-one percent use it for empathy. Ninety-three use it to lighten the mood. So I mean, that's nearly all. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. And I just the other day, um, some uh, my brother-in-law was like, you know, he sent a text to my dad, and it was, uh, you know, telling him, "Oh, please stop it," but he put a little, you know, smiley face at the end. He's like, you know, that way I can I can tell him what I really mean but i'll I'll be nice about it like yeah. it makes it sound kind of jokey but you're yeah. still serious oh but, stop it yeah but with yeah. the little face you know it's like you're saying what you really mean but you're being nice but you're winking at it <laughs> oh man uh to demonstrate just how ubiquitous emojis have become 64 percent said that they're willing to make a purchase with an emoji which is becoming a newer trend. It started, uh, I believe the first one that I even remember hearing about was Domino's. And this was a couple of years ago. They had, you set up your profile at Domino's and you set like your, your favorite order. Uh-huh. And then the you know, one you order all the time. And uh-huh. then you put your, you set up with your phone with it too. And if you want to just order your favorite order, you text Domino's the pizza emoji. Huh. And that takes care of all of it. That's cool. And you get charged, it gets yeah. sent. You get a like little that. confirmation email. Yeah, it's brilliant. And now uh, a lot of other restaurants are starting to do that. Movie tickets. Uh, even some clothing companies are starting to do that, too. Huh. Order yourself with emojis. Which, 
uh, I don't know, even the Domino's thing, it's a cool idea. I don't know that I'm comfortable enough to do it. And I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older and less trusting of technology <laughs> as it develops around me or what, but it just seems weird. But <laughs> um, nearly 44% of emoji users, emoji users said that they're more likely to purchase products advertised using emojis. If you see an, an advertisement that somehow throws emojis in the mix online or even like a commercial uh-huh. where they throw an emoji as a sticker on the screen somewhere, right? they're more likely to connect with that and be wanting to purchase it. Hmm. I feel like that's had an adverse effect with me. Like just when I'm thinking about if I've ever like added an app or something or got, got put on some email list. And they have emojis in the subject line. I just automatically know to delete those ones. <laughs> like, oh, that's just that, you know. Yeah. I, I feel annoyed when I see them, like, in the subject line of an email. See, like, in uh, on Twitter, even our account, Back Row Radio, uh, I wanted to make it clear just by looking at our, our name that comes up with every tweet that we're, like, a a Christian radio station or a positive radio station in that sense. Uh-huh. So in our name at the end, I have the emoji with the halo, which we use oh, in yeah. a lot of things. Uh-huh. And so that should at least spark a right. holy thought, you know, when you're right. looking at it. And I feel like that's worked. It's <laughs> <laughs> gotten people to notice it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's strange that that's where we're at. Uh-huh. It's strange that, it's it's becoming such a big part of our communication. Um, but as you just said, the email thing, what they found was that 58% are more likely to open an email from a brand that uses an emoji in the subject line. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I feel like I just know that's junk. <laughs> you know, but see, that's the thing. It's spam. becoming commonplace now. Yeah. So now you can't just automatically assume it's junk. You know, when I'm emailing at work, <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to, like, I want to put smiley faces in there. But you're afraid <laughs> like, that they'll delete it yeah. to you anyway? <laughs> well, no, no. Like, I, like when I'm talking in the email, you know, if I'm mm-hmm. sending it to some other branches, you know, I want to do, like, a little smiley face or something at the end of my sentences to lighten it up. But I feel like they'll think I'm, like, a kid or something. <laughs> <laughs> but Freaking child. Yeah. Recently, so we have... Pizza emojis and subject line. Our uh, our managing partner, you know the the head honcho uh, lady. We have I I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I work at Edward Jones. <laughs> I don't know. Boop, 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 boop. They're coming in, they're coming to get you. <laughs> um, so we have like an internal thing where where anyone anyone can write her, you know. And she'll, she'll, every week she'll have responses in, on Penny's page. And recently, in one of her responses was a smiley face. And I loved it. I was like, oh, look, she's got an emoji in there. <laughs> it brightened my day. I was like, oh, a little smiley face. <laughs> so do you remember uh, back when we were in junior high, high school, before emojis were really a thing? Uh, emoticons were kind of a thing. Yes. Then you, you know, had the side that book. Things, you had to... Is that what you're going to? No, no, no. no oh. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> uh, there was a poster. I had it, and our our media director teacher had it. 
our media multimedia teacher had it of smileys it was a whole poster of like here's 150 smileys and they were all different like using emotions. the parentheses and stuff like no, that. no no like smiley faces like oh. emoticons are but they were called smileys back then oh you know just the smiley faces uh-huh. and they had the different emotions do mm-hmm. you remember no. you remember those posters at all and they, they even had some inappropriate ones like one had a bunch of rhino horns on the top so you can imagine what the emotion was for him Oh. A bunch of horns. Gee. <laughs> inappropriate. So they had, I remember Miss Leslie had cut it, covered that one up. <laughs> on That's <poster>. hilarious. <laughs> but yeah. But they were all of those emotions. And this was the first time you'd ever seen like emojis on this poster because emojis weren't a thing. Right. It was, hey, we took the cool smiley face that you see on all these, you know, it used to be like a hippie symbol, you know, it was always like the, the, the smiley face, the yin yang symbol, and something with a rainbow. Those were all the hippie looking uh, symbols. Yeah. Anyway, took, we took this smiley face and we made all these different emotions out of it. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what we have now. Almost all of them are represented now in our phone as emoticons, emojis. And that's crazy to me <laughs> that we just were like, yeah, let's use that. And I cool. bet the guy that made that poster hasn't made a dime. From All it. right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what do you think were the top three emojis this year? Ooh. Three most used emojis. Winky face? Uh, winky face with a kiss was number three. Oh, yeah. Winky face blowing that I was kiss. I was feeling comfortable using that one with anyone except it you. It better just be me, yeah. Yeah. Well, like... <laughs> Like, I think Megan Kelly uses that one a lot with me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Megan Kelly uses hearts. Girlfriends. Overly hearts. Yeah. So even with That's me, okay. she sends hearts and stuff. I'm, oh, yeah. Like, she has to have at least this... two hearts at the end of every sentence, yeah. I think. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> She's too much into it. All right. What's the number two? Um, the laughy. The laugh one. Laugh crying. That's number one. Oh, wow. That was the number one most okay. used emoji. I believe emoji. it. Yeah. Emoshi. Emoshi. Emoshi, emoshi. So the number two was actually the heart, the one you're talking about. The heart. Just a straight up heart. Yeah. Um, And then the three top emotions that are used, uh, that users express through through emojis. Gosh, this is so hard to keep these words straight. (laughs) Are love, happiness, and sadness. So those are the three top emotions being. I feel weird on Facebook doing the sad face i feel really weird like we like have on that like as a reaction group. in the yeah. reactions yeah. yeah we have that prayer group and i'm like i feel weird doing a sad face so i always just do a heart like right. i feel like yeah, i'm sending you too. love it <laughs> like, does seem weird to do the sad it's really because i feel like people more use the sad for i'm disappointed in that yeah not yeah. not that makes me sad or that hurts right uh, my sensibilities it's that's disappointing. That's yeah. Like a Trump sad. Right. Like everything posted. Is like sad, sad. Is, sad is almost mad. Like sad. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah uh-huh. that's exactly right. <laughs> so in all of this, what do you think about interpersonal, interpersonal communication? I mean, is this, is this keeping us more separated or do you think this is getting us closer to a real like emotional connection 
Because hmm. I mean, uh, I think it might have. I think it might have helped with you know those text fights. Yeah. You know, people people used to always. I I remember listening about it. You know, this couple paid a hundred dollars on their phone bill because they were fighting through text you know way before people yeah just when text cost money when, yeah when it yeah. cost you <laughs> 10 cents a text and you know they'd have this big old fight and it's because you can't hear the emotion voice, yeah, in like a that. text so i think that might have might have helped that yeah. way um i i think that i do find myself more empathetic when someone is expressing themselves with an emoji. Yeah. Because it helps me to really understand what they're feeling. What emotion they have. Yeah, what, how they're going. Because <laughs> I tend to read everybody as stone-faced. Right. Like, I just... I, I tend to read messages as... Like, uh... Without oh, emotion? Oh. What's his name? Ted Koppel. Just reading the news. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's, what I, that's what I think. I also heard um, you're taken or you sound madder to someone texting if you put a period at the end. Yeah. 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 yeah I think we talked about that when it first came out, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Leave a leave the punctuation off, leave it if off. you want to sound. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you might be upsetting people like in work emails and stuff if you're using exclamation points because mm-hmm. they take it as. As yelling. As yelling. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even though everybody knows the universal trend for yelling is just typing in all, all caps. caps. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Come on now, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think your mom used to always text in all caps. <laughs> Deidre! <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> Quiet down. Um, but... I, uh... Do you think, though, that doing this is m- more cementing us in the fact that we just won't be talking to each other much anymore? I definitely feel way more comfortable texting someone than calling yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. If I call someone, I feel like it's got to be an emergency. Emergency or bad news or something. And when they answer, yeah. they like, I think I called Megan Kelly one time and she was like, she seemed shocked that I was like calling and not texting, and it was—I don't even remember why. What's but, wrong? Yeah, but it was almost <laughs> like, yeah, you're calling. What's wrong? Why? Why is this not a text? <laughs> what was that that Kelly said in the office? You're calling someone who texted you. Do you want to drive them away? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's. I feel. I feel like I feel like we developed emojis because we were like, well, we're already becoming an interpersonal society. Let's just lean into it. <laughs> right. And just instead be like robots. <laughs> Cuz wasn't that a Doctor Who episode too? They had a they had robots Walking around on one planet that had the Uh emojis as their faces and determined how they felt about their human. And you had uh, to keep smiling. You had had to to have a smiley face. Yes. Yeah, that was that was frightening. Um, But yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of what we are. Was uh, well, I could show you that I'm sad, but that would require me being near you. Uh huh. I'm gonna stay where I'm at 
and send you a sad emoji. Yeah. And you'll know that I'm sad. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, I guess it's better than nothing. You know, I guess is what I'm saying. It's better than not having it. Right. If this is the trend that we have to follow, which is inevitable at this point, as we get more and more close to Star Trek time. <laughs> but uh, it is also kind of sad that we are replacing that. You know, replacing genuine discussion, genuine empathy, face-to-face right. kind of stuff yeah. with this new brand of emotions, mm-hmm. expression emotions. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It does kind of, it does, it does definitely make text conversations more pleasant overall. Yeah, I would agree. Because, um, yeah, if you read, like, a whole conversation and it doesn't have any emojis, it just, mm-hmm. like, you read it like it's robots or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would say the same thing's true about the the trend that's really taken off in the last couple of years of reaction GIFs. GIFs. Yeah. <laughs> As a common thing, like, in discussions and everything. Oh, yeah. Not just for memes anymore. Uh-huh. Like, just, the, like, you, and I don't. I don't understand <laughs> how we can do this. Like, it's part of Facebook. It's part of Twitter. It's part of the normal thing. Uh-huh. All of this stuff is, like, property of someone, you know? It's, like, uh-huh. clips from shows that are uh-huh. copywritten. And we're allowed to just take those clips and make them our own GIFs. And they're not getting any money for it. And nope. <laughs> they're just posting it all over. I mean, I, it's possible they're seeing it as free advertising. But, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I don't understand how. Like old shows and stuff. Yeah, I don't understand how it's Maybe because of legal. how short it is. Maybe. They're, that's why they're not any longer than just this little blip. Maybe. I just, I don't, I don't understand how they're legal. I'm, that's a question I've always had. I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> how gifs are legal but anyway it's a, it's a weird situation um but i guess given where we're at it's better than nothing that's where <laughs> that's where i'm landing <laughs> yeah do you agree i agree all right um let's see when asked about the benefits of emojis users cited the ability to communicate across language barriers that's a cool thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, and the ability to instantly communicate thoughts and ideas. Uh, that was 94% and 90% uh, consecutively there uh, on things that they liked. And 73% still wish they had more emoji customization options to better reflect their personal appearance and or identity. Isn't that Bitmoji? <laughs> <laughs> right? I, don't under- I don't understand why anybody wants to have a... Like, I think, I think instead of, like, making more and more diverse characters in the emoji stuff, let's just get rid of all those and stick with the yellow faces. I agree. I Why agree. do we need to keep adding more of those? Yeah. That seems silly. And I don't ever use those ones. Right? Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, it's stupid. Uh, a couple new emojis, just to end the discussion here. A couple new emojis being added this year. An orangutan, <laughs> a flamingo, a skunk, and a sloth. Uh, a garlic bulb, oh, I like that. butter, like a stick of butter with a slice, yeah. uh, falafel, <laughs> and a Belgian waffle. Okay. So you know, hey, you like a waffle. Good. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna like text you a bunch of flamingos so I can 
So it can be a flamboyance. <laughs> so the, a bunch of flamboyance of flamingos. A uh, couple new diverse emojis being added include an ear with a hearing aid in it. Okay. Uh, a black lady in a motorized wheelchair. And just a prosthetic leg with a shoe. <laughs> Okay. Uh, who needs these? <laughs> Aside from, like, the one guy who forgot his prosthetic leg at home and needs to quickly message, bring my prosthetic leg, but he doesn't know how to <laughs> spell prosthetic. So he's like, bring my prosthetic leg emoji. Puts the leg. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I just don't. It's weird. Oh, goodness. Eastern Time, only on LTN Radio.